Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizaki. Welcome once again to Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Berizaki and my friend Mike Kapler with me. You know, something that we like to touch on um, every now and then, and really something that we need to keep deeply ingrained uh, in us is is knowing who we are in Christ. Uh, there's so much out there that that teaches us um, that we need to do this, we need to do that, we need to live this way, not live that way. That a lot of times the the cross of Jesus Christ gets kind of circumvented. We we like to uh, change our behavior and and uh, change our way of living, forgetting about the the power of Christ and who we are in Him. And so uh, that's one thing we'd like to talk about today here on Growing in Grace. And I got with me, like I said, my friend Mike Kapler. Well, Joel, I want to be careful about how we communicate this today because it, it dawns on me that there are people who are new to the grace message. Now, you and I were exposed to this revelation of grace probably around 10 years ago, maybe more than that now, I guess. And I think some of the, the verbiage that we use and so forth can be easily taken for granted because you and I have talked so much about it. And even though we, we talk a lot about it, we, we meditate on it, we, we believe it, uh, we're still learning. And so we kind of have to trust the Lord to be able to to communicate some things through us, not because we understand everything, but because we're we're trying to learn and grow just like you are. And so sometimes uh, it's a matter of, I'm trying to think of somebody out there, Joel, who may be new to the, to the grace walk, um, and when they hear the word identity, you know, hopefully by the end of the program today, in another 10 minutes or so, they'll at least have some idea of what it is we're talking about that they can latch on to and take for their own. Well, Mike, uh, we've talked uh, before several times uh, about you know Adam and Eve and who, in reality, they were when God created them. You know, God created Adam in the image of God. He, he created man in the image of God. He didn't create man as just some lowly being that would be thrown out someday, but in his image. And he, he created man to have fellowship with himself and uh, for a lot of good things. And, and God made known to man what his, in a sense, what his purpose was. And uh, something happened. That, you know, most people know that Adam and Eve ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But what led to that, uh, I'll let you uh, share this, Mike, but something led to that, that that really happened when they questioned who they were. Well, that's true. I mean... Uh the the serpent comes along the tempter and he says hey how about some fruit you know and and Joel you know we get this I don't think we really stop to think about what the surroundings looked like I mean we have these pictures in our mind probably that aren't very detailed but who knows how many hundreds and thousands of trees hmm. with fruit on it <laughs> they were surrounded by in in their region however big that was. I, the garden, I don't really know how big the garden was. In any case, who knows how many choices there were that were perfectly acceptable. The serpent comes along and, and says, hey, how about some of this fruit? Well, no, that's the one we can't have. You know, God said anything, we could have anything we wanted except that. And, of course, you know, the, the serpent says, well, the reason he doesn't want you to have it is because after you eat it, you're going to become like him. You see, you'll, you'll be like God. You'll know everything. That's why he doesn't want you to have that. 
Well, of course, when you stop and think about how foolish that is, why would God even allow a tree like that to be there if we were going to take over the throne after, after we ate it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes we don't see the folly of the temptation while we're, while we're in front of it. But um, she decided, along with her husband, that they were going to try this stuff. They, they believed the lie, the lie that said, you're not like God now, but you will be after you eat this. The fact of the matter is, Joel, to get to the point, they already were like God. They, they, they were created in his image, and I, I believe that they were righteous in, in every way, shape, and form because of God's righteousness had been poured out upon them and, and blessings that were uncountable. Yeah, God breathed the breath of life into them, his own life, and, and everything about them was just exactly the way God wanted them to be. And there was nothing lacking, but indeed they believed the lie that they weren't yet all that they could be. The serpent uh, made them, or, you know, he told the lie that they believed that there was still something more godlike that they could be. But, of course, it was a complete lie. Mm -hmm. And they fell for that. And I think any one of us would, if we were the first one ever created, would, you know, it's not like we can look down on Adam and Eve and say, well, <laughs> I would have done better. But the whole point is that they were already all that they were created to be. And in disobeying God and eating from the tree that you told them not to eat from, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, not just the tree of the knowledge of evil, but as the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, their eyes were opened. And God, from that point on, he put a curse. He put out a curse and that curse has continued on until uh, the fulfillment uh, that Jesus came to give and, and Jesus came to restore us. When you look under underneath the surface here, Joel, just a little bit, you could, uh, I think, come to the conclusion that the, the, the purpose of, the, not the purpose, but the reason that man fell is because they simply did, when I say man, I mean man and woman, and they did not believe what God declared them to be because the, the temptation was you won't die you will not die you'll become like God and see they didn't believe what God had told them yes they disobeyed by eating the fruit but I think we missed the really the, the underlying point is that they simply did not believe what God said about them mm-hmm and I, you know, and and to kind of translate that into our life now in Christ, and and why we like to talk about this thing called grace, is He has given us so many things by His grace, such as the Bible says that we've become fully fledged children of God. We've become co-heirs with Christ. I'm, I'm I'm throwing out some terms here, but I mean it's co-heirs with Christ. The Bible says we're crowned with glory and honor. We're sons, we're children of the living God. The Bible says so many things about us that have been accomplished fully by the blood of Jesus, by nothing that we've ever done to deserve it. The Bible says all these things about us, and if we don't believe that, or if we fall for the lie that either our flesh brings about or that the, uh, that the devil will try to put in our path, temptations to, to think that we still need to become something more than what we already are, unless we grow in this understanding and like you said we haven't arrived we're still growing in this we're still learning about our identity who we are what christ has accomplished for us on our behalf 
but it's that daily growing in that in that understanding rather than trying to become something again that Christ has already made us. And Joel, I, you really hit it on the head there. One of my favorite passages of Scripture, um, there are so many, but one of them that I, I really enjoy is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, right around verse 17. You see, because when you became born again, when, when you came to faith in Christ, the change that took place was not outwardly, but inwardly. See, there was a change that took place on the inside where, where God uh, placed his nature in you and took out the old, and, and, and you became Christ-like, not because of your acts or your actions or, or what you did or didn't do, but simply because of this gift that God uh, has offered to all of mankind. And when you confessed Christ as Lord... Things were changed in the inner man, on the inside, not outwardly. Uh, after you became a Christian, you, you still had a lot of the same characteristics physically and so forth, maybe even did some of the same things. But you, you, you became a Christian because, and, and came to, to Christ because of your, your belief in, in his finished work and, and, and trusting in what he did. 2 Corinthians 5.17, If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. And, Joel, I, I used to think that that meant I stopped doing bad things and started mm -hmm. doing good things. But, of course, Paul here is talking about what I was just referring to. You became new uh, in the inner man. The old things that were in there, the sinful nature was removed, and you were placed with a new nature of righteousness a few verses down. Uh, Paul says he made him who he made him Jesus who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Yeah, and that's a gift. It's totally a gift, something that we that we couldn't have done uh, because of the curse, because God had pronounced his curse upon mankind uh, and because his righteousness uh, was something we were no longer living by. We, were, we we now were, you know, after Adam and Eve had eaten uh, from the tree, we were now stuck with our own righteousness. We were stuck with this uh, kind of a gap, in, in a sense, between us and God, and the only thing that would gap it was true righteousness. We no longer had that that we had in the beginning. Jesus came to fulfill everything that was ever needed. Jesus did it all. Uh, he fulfilled everything that was ever needed to fill the gap and to give us the gift of righteousness that we needed and to make us this new creation. Again, like like what you were saying, Mike, that it was a gift. I mean, this this new creation has nothing to do with our behavior. The, the new creation that we've become has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with what we've done for God or against God or what we haven't done for God or against God. It has nothing to do with that. It's the free gift that uh, that Christ has provided for us. And so now we're declared holy. You are declared righteous. You're clean. Um, you're, you're forgiven. You, I mean, everything that you, there's there's really just dozens, if not even over a hundred identity verses that describe you as being somebody who has been perfected. You know, the the Old Testament animal sacrifices could not perfect you. This one sacrifice by one man, Jesus has perfected you. That doesn't mean you're perfect. doesn't mean I'm perfect. Uh, not outwardly, but uh, inwardly we have been created in Christ Jesus. 
to the to the place of perfection. We've already been lifted up in heavenly places in Him, and and the list goes on about who you are in Christ. And now it's just a simple matter of trusting what God's Word says about us. Right, and and growing daily in our in our understanding of that. I mean, it's. I, we can um, we can talk all we want about uh, what Christians are supposed to do or not supposed to do. And again, like you were saying, I think early on, that uh, or maybe you said it in a different show that it's it's not like we're talking about that we're not supposed to do good works. It's not we're not saying that uh, that good works have nothing to do with the Christian life, or that uh, we're not saying that we should that we shouldn't live a certain way it's just that that the way that we live should be an outflow of what we know about our identity rather than trying to live and produce certain things in order to gain an identity because the identity again the things those that list of things that you mentioned and what i was talking about earlier those things have been given to us free as a gift we've become this new creation solely through faith and in the work of christ well, in Romans, Joel, the, Jew, the, the Bible says that the Jews were constantly trying to establish their own righteousness based on what they did or didn't do, following the rules. It, it just never worked out. They, they, they could never come to faith where righteousness became a gift. They could never do it because they just were so entrapped with the law that, that brought them bondage. It brought them bondage. And maybe we'll talk more about that next time on Growing in Grace, because Paul talks a, a lot about that in Romans and also in, in Galatians 2, that the law was there to bring bondage. Christ brought us freedom. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. 